Night shifters, ever witnessed a paranormal activity? If so, what was it? Not long ago I worked for a roofing company in a small town in the middle of nowhere and I was doing a job on a very big house that took about a week. So the first day we were there it's around 12 pm and the guys and I were on break chillin in front of the house suddenly a real creepy and extremely loud alarm goes off coming from the house and we couldn't get it off till the police arrived. The homeowner came to the house and looked very suspicious at us because the only way that alarm would go off is if someone entered the house and didn't enter a code. We explained that no one entered his home that it just went off by itself. The second day I am charging drill batteries in the garage and I hear what sounds like a lady cheerfully singing inside the house. So I thought it might have been the homeowner's wife even though four never seen her. Next day I get off the roof and go behind the house to get a drink of water from the hose. As I am drinking I hear a plate cup break inside of the house and what sounds like a frustrated woman. I go back to the crew and told them that I think the homeowner's wife is pissed off inside and they tell me that they're pretty sure no one's inside the house then I explained that I heard her singing yesterday when I was in the garage. While we are discussing it we were cut off by the alarm that suddenly went off again I was kinda creeped out about it but I didn't say anything. It took the homeowner 30 minutes to get there and he seemed agitated when he did and asked us if if anyone tried to go inside we all said no then I said that maybe it was his wife that set off the alarm. He got a weird look on his face and said that's impossible my wife killed herself 7 months ago I apologized then said maybe your daughter. He looked at me like I was crazy and asked why I assume there's someone is his house which then I explained everything I heard coming from inside the house. He looked at me like if I was lying and he said no one's lived in the house since the suicide took place I then just shut my mouth. He then told us that one day he was pulling into the driveway from work and saw his wife just standing by the front door in the dark when he opened the car door he noticed she had a gun in her hand which she then placed under her chin and blew her head off. I won't lie I was relieved when we finished the job because everything had a sinister feel after all. All that information. I used to work at a psychiatric care unit. A few days earlier a man Frank had taken his own life. I don't want to get into too many details but the weeks before he had been manic. Unstoppable. The few days before his death he was extremely depressed. The last days, when he was depressed, he kept telling me he wanted to get out of his room, out of the facility for some time. So we tried to do that and I made a lot of walks with him in the area. It made him feel a bit better but that one sentence he kept saying I want out of here, really stuck with me. I was so sad he passed away and talked a lot to his family. They were obviously very sad and also told me the opportunities he had to get out were really important to him. Those nights were weird. The night shifts I had before were filled with a lot of conversations with Frank and we really had a connection. The night shifts after his death felt a bit strange to me. Empty somehow. I missed Frank and my colleague had to help out on another unit a lot so I was alone. I talk to myself. Especially when I am alone because sometimes it creeps me out and talking to myself makes me more at ease. So I passed Frank's room and said something along the lines of I miss you, Frank. I really hope you're at peace now. And that you're out. The door clicked and opened slightly. I thought another patient had somehow opened the room and got in there. When I checked no one. So I shut the door, figured it was broken because the pusher is that the right word. The thing that makes the door close by itself had been bent because of the situation that happened there. I do another round Frank's door is open a bit again. I check out the room, close it again, push it to make sure it's not the wind opening it. It was closed, so I continue. Later I passed it again, door is open. That's when I really got anxious. I checked the cameras if anyone did this intentionally. There was no one to be seen on the cameras. So I talked to my colleague they mentioned they closed the door too but thought I forgot. So we inspected again. Sometimes other patients tend to go to the rooms of people we lose. But the weird thing is everyone was sound asleep. It was a very quiet night. My colleague and I decide to leave the room open, open the door and see what happens. I swear the door kept opening a little more and every time we pass it, there's no one there. By the end of the night the door is completely open and staying that way. By morning I walked into the room, checked it again, 
nothing. The next day his family comes over. They collect his belongings and by the time I get there for my next night shift his room is empty. The door didn't open anymore. It could be my imagination but I truly believe Frank went home with his family. The door didn't get any work done that day. It was just fine and stayed closed. I work overnight for a cargo service on Long Island, New York. So I'm always on the road. I've seen numerous shadow beings walk across my headlights almost causing me to swerve but I just play it off as my eyes playing tricks on me. I've seen a lady in a white dress walking along the road. I'll see her as clear as day and wonder where is she coming from at 3am dressed like that and then bam, completely disappears. It's was flat main road with no trees in an industrial area with no bushes around and all the buildings in the area were closed for the night so there was nowhere she could hide or anywhere she could run into. Where did me the duck out. I also seen the famous black dog, ran in front of my van, heard a thump and I was like oh man no no no. I pulled over and got out to check and no damage, no blood and of course, no body of the dog. I stood, there scratching my head thinking what in the actual duck. Got back in my van and continued to drive and I come up to a series of red and blue emergency lights. I slow down and see a 18 wheeler in the trees on the side of the road. I asked a cop what happened as I was passing and he told me that the trucker fell asleep and bashed into an oncoming caravan. The people in the caravan didn't survive. All I can think is, that could have been me instead of the caravan because it was going east. Same direction I was going and the truck was going west was a two-lane road. And if I didn't pull over to check out the damage because of the dog, I would have been in the direct path of that 18-wheeler but I feel that the famous black dog saved my life that night. I will never forget it. My wife and I were hanging out at a pottery studio one night. We were the only people there and I had a key to the place. I had locked the front door, which had a characteristic squeaking noise when it was opened. I was putting some handles on some mugs and my wife was hand building some small items when we heard the door open. It was about 10.30 PM. Nobody should have been there. Cautiously we went to investigate and heard papers rustling in one of the main offices. Even though the lights were off and we didn't see anyone anything through the windows, I tested the door which was still locked. We packed up our stuff and left as quickly as we could. We never stayed late after that. One of the teachers there had a story where he had been there late at night once and saw someone walk in into the back storage, part which was in the dark. He didn't bother investigating either. A little late to the punch here but I figure I will share. To preface this story, as I am a psychology student, I think my experience can be summed up on sleep deprivation. Although, I am still doubtful. I worked as an overnight shelf stocking worker at a large grocer. I always felt uneasy there, but I figured it was because I had adjusted my schedule to sleep during the day and work at night. I had done so a week in advance, so that working during that time would not be too difficult. Usually, when I get a bad feeling about a place I am right, but this time I decided to bury that feeling. I probably should have listened to my gut. A week into working there, I started to see a dark silhouette out of the corner of my eye, hiding in shadows cast by fluorescent light. I shrug it off, not too far-fetched that I could be seeing that so late at night. The next week, the figure I saw wasn't in the shadows anymore. It was in the center of the aisle. It was strangely shaped too, with a kind of cone head and pretty tall. It's not like I was thinking about what I saw before anyways, but now it was right in the middle of aisles. So I started to get a little creeped out. Now, I needed this money to go on a trip, so I stuck through. I've had bad feelings from places, but never an experience. So I figured I would play my luck and hope I would only be seeing this figure at a distance. I was wrong about that. A few days after I started seeing the silhouette in the center of aisles, I had another experience. I was crouched down in an aisle, putting cans on a shelf. I heard a sound behind me, 
probably another stock boy going by. Naturally, I turned around to see if he needed me or not. I turned around to see a 7-8 foot tall figure. I looked up, and I could vividly see that this thing was not human. It was shaped like a star, with long spindly limbs, a stout body, and a short cone-like head. This thing was made of a black leather or tar and was visibly reflecting the light. It was only about one second that I saw it. I blinked and it was gone. Immediately after I was slightly disoriented and I had to take a breather before continuing to work, because of my becoming disoriented, I thought sleep deprivation would have some merit to it, but I still don't know what I saw or how I saw it. Later that night, I had a different wild but just as vivid experience, but I have already typed out way more than I thought lol. Luckily this all happened around the time I planned on quitting and leaving for my trip, so I didn't stick around much longer. I used to work overnight security at a nursing home. I saw all kinds of weird shit and I am not sure if it was paranormal or just my mind playing tricks on me. One early morning around 2 AM, I was walking down this long hallway doing my rounds and out the windows I see one of our residents named Don walking through the parking lot. Don had dementia and was prone to wander so I go running outside after him, but I can't find him. He's gone. And that's impossible because he only left my sight maybe 5 seconds between seeing him out the window and me getting out the door. And the parking lot is, big and mostly empty. There's no place for him to hide and no way Don could move that fast. So we're looking all over for him and about 10-15 minutes later one of the nurse aides finds him Don is in his room. He is slumped over in his recliner in front of the TV. Died in his sleep. I have no explanation for that one. Saying I saw Don's ghost sounds dumb. But that parking lot is pretty well lit I didn't see a shadow. I saw a person and I immediately recognized who they were, but there wasn't anyone out there. That one still bugs me, I have no idea. I work at a pediatric hospital in oncology. Unfortunately, we have to take some of our patients to the morgue more often than I care to think about. I am on day shift, but as one of my favorite patients was nearing her end. Her parents decided to remove life support and she passed away quickly after that about 2 hours before shift change. We allow families to take all the time they need. This family was having a hard time as you can imagine. And I decided to stay late until they were ready, because she was a baby. And I had gotten close to the family. I told them I would take her down so she had someone she knew with her the entire time. When it was finally time to take her down, I said my own goodbyes, and left the morgue. It was around 9pm at this point, and the basement was empty. As I was walking back down the hall about to to turn the corner to the elevators, I heard running, I'm talking pitter patter at a rapid speed, I spun around nothing, then I booked it to the elevator and heard more running, at this point, I'm about to lose my shit, then I hear giggling right behind me and the tiniest voice say gotcha, when I told a co-worker what happens, before I even finished, she looked at me unfazed and said oh yeah, that happens they love to play hide and seek, then she just went about her business, needless to say, I will never go back down there alone again. I once got a private tour at 2 AM with the night guard at the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park with an alien documentarist and TV ghost hunter. For two hours we walked around the property listening to the guard's stories of weird things he had seen and all the ghosts that allegedly occupy areas of the hotel. Most of the activity apparently happens in the standalone ballroom where a young boy has been seen on and behind the stage and in the basement where a young girl allegedly likes to close doors. The guard had a video of this on his phone he and his friends witnessed and a supposed Native American warrior in the utility room that has assaulted people before I wanted to go in but the ghost hunter did. Not approve. We didn't see or hear anything unfortunately but it was super fun. I used to live in a very old house when I was young between 4 and 10 and I thoroughly believe it was haunted as shit. I'd constantly see the same set of spirits. From time to time I'd see the ghosts of three spirits there was an old man, an old woman in a white gown, 
and a little white dog. Usually I'd see them out of the corner of my eye a flash of movement that'd disappear as soon as I turned my head. Or I'd be sitting in the hallway playing with Lego and I'd see them crouching down next to me, watching silently. I learned that they disappear whenever I looked at them directly, so I'd train myself not to look instinctively. And as time went on I began to notice little details such as the specific clothes the old man was wearing. The woman had a red stain on the side of her head, etc. There was one time I did see her straight on. I was watching a movie in the living room once, and during the advertisements I went out the front yard for something. And as I turned to come back inside on the other side of the door I saw the old lady, plain as day, staring back at me and glowing literally glowing before she turned and disappeared out of sight. There was also this one room of the house I'd refused to go anywhere near, which incidentally was adjoined to the room where my parents kept my toys, separated by a sliding door, which made going in to get something a mad dash during which I wasn't allowed to turn my head or look at the door to that room in any circumstances even if it was closed. I always felt this overpowering sense of malevolence or evil radiating out of that room. Still shudder thinking about it. Still never felt anything quite like that primal sense of fear. Well, this wasn't technically at the night shift but I hope it counts. I was working for an insurance company that owned a large building in my city. The building was very old and therefore they had this old creppy basement. One day my colleague asked me to help her bring some boxes with old documents to the storage room in the basement. Of course I wanted to help her so we took the boxes into the, the elevator and went down. When we arrived in the basement she noticed that she had forgotten her keys for the room and had to go back to her office. She asked me if I wanted to come with her but honestly, I was too lazy. So I said, no she looked at me rather strangely and replied oh, really, maybe you shouldn't stay down here alone. Some colleague have experienced strange stuff here. But still, laziness, you know. So she took the elevator while I stayed down there. I had to wait there because I had no idea where the storage room was. I didn't take long until something happened. It was like straight out of a horror movie. Somewhere I heard a door open, followed by footsteps in my direction. And of course the lights started to flicker. Immediately I turned around and started pushing the button for the elevator. All while the steps came closer and closer. Shortly before whatever the hell was down there reached the corner. The elevator doors opened and I ran in. I went straight to my colleague's office. When I arrived there she of course noticed how pale I had gotten and said you heard the footsteps. Huh. Well, we still had to go down there again. But this time nothing happened. No footsteps. No flickering lights. Still I've been told this had happened to a lot of people that worked there. Oh boy I've got plenty for this one. I worked at a magic shop in a historic city that's notorious for hauntings. One was resetting a trick deck of cards. I set the deck down and pick up a second deck to reset that as well. I see right in front of me. The top card of the deck on the table lift up like someone was peeking at it and set back down. Two I was counting down the drawer at the end of the night. Stores all closed up and most of the lights are off. We had these big red vaudeville curtains that separated the front from the back. As I'm counting down the drawer I look up to see the curtains open slightly once which was weird. I'm watching them and they open again and there's a woman in full colonial garb standing there looking at me. I run to the back instantly and no one is there. Three we had cleared our back room out and set it up as a showroom for private shows. I was doing one of these shows one night and I'm near the end when I feel a hard slap on the back of my hip. I turn around thinking one of the other magicians was trying to get my attention only to see no one there. For one of the other magicians and I were talking about all the weird stuff we've seen around the shop. As we are comparing stories, we hear a loud crash and we turn to see the little drawers we have behind the counter that holds all our display tricks were thrown on the ground. The counters weren't broken but every drawer was ripped out and on the floor. 5 We took some pictures of the back room. One night and in one picture you see the very faint outline of a woman in colonial clothing glaring at the camera. We also ran an EVP recorder and caught what sounded like a baby crying. I mean I've got a lot of these kind of incidents. That place was insane. 
I used to work nights on a locked short-term psychiatric wing of a hospital. Locked unit. I know for a fact multiple people died there. Some while I was there. Thankfully not when I was working that part of the place. I sat in the hall all night and between bed checks I would read or do homework. I can't even count the number of times I thought I saw something out of the corner of my eye. Looked up. And was alone. It was creepy at times. But you got used to it. I was more concerned with the occasional violent patient most of the time. I am working a similar job now but it's unlocked and generally voluntary. Never once felt watched while here. There is a hauntings website I found years ago that listed my part of the hospital as haunted and stated that those on the adolescent section felt watched through the night. I emailed them to inform them that anyone reporting that is correct. As I was checking on everyone every 15 minutes, they never got back to me, but it still makes me chuckle. Former military, I was on night watch with my team of about 4 or 5 people on the watch floor. It's a raised floor due to all the servers and equipment. We are sitting just doing the usual and we hear the metal doors at the end of the watch floor open. Look up, no one there. Shrug it off as just a noise. Then we hear footsteps waking towards us which with a raised floor is fairly obvious and makes some of the tiles jiggle a bit. We've got straight line of sight to the door. No one. The footsteps walk midway to the room turn around and head back out the door door didn't open or anything it just sounded as if the footsteps left the room that happened about three times that night the door noise only happened that first time each time the footsteps only went about midway into the room where we were sometimes they turned around sometimes they just seemed to stop we were all really ready for shift to be over in the morning not technically the night shift but we lived where we worked. At my summer theater job we slept in these really old dorms on a college campus. I was terrified at night because I just felt like there was something in my room with me. My blinds would go up out of nowhere the vinyl sheet blinds that you have to pull to make them go up. It got so bad there were a few nights where I would sleep with the lights on. Finally got a salt lamp night line from 5 below and it made it less scary. Supposedly that building used to be a nursing home but I've never been able to confirm if that's true or not. Also, where I went to college, if we would be in the costume shop, basement at night we would sometimes hear footsteps from upstairs but all the other departments would have already left we tried to always work in pairs because that theater building was haunted as duck. When I was in college I had this cushy public safety job where me and a partner would be available to walk students around campus if they felt unsafe late at night 8pm to 2am, while killing time, because pretty much no one ever used the service. We had to walk around campus and report in every few minutes where we were and that we hadn't seen anything suspicious. I don't know what a 20 year old was gonna call in as suspicious, but I digress. Sweet job. Me and a friend took a shift together. Easy money. My university was established about 150 years ago and many of the buildings are quite old. Think late 1800s, Midwestern buildings. We were in the academic side of campus around 1230, which was completely abandoned. The university is also in a very small town, so late at night we'd be completely alone. No one probably within a half mile to a mile from us. No classes or anything that late of course. Though the building's lights were kept on. There were two buildings, small, like six classrooms each. They were some of the oldest buildings and had never been used in my time at school due to needing renovations. One of them was legit sealed up. There was one door, chained visibly shut at all times. Well as me and my buddy walk past he says man there's someone in there. Remember, the lights are on, so we can see in, but the windows are about six feet above ground so we didn't have a clear line of sight. But I look and, yeah, I see the back of someone's head. It looks like they are wearing a hood. But it is definitely a person, standing stock. Still, we're seeing them from behind. That's weird. It's late. We are creeped out. But there's two of us. So duck it.
we go around the corner of the building, look in and see, the same damn person, hood, facing away from us, not moving, like they moved as we did so we would only see them from behind, we're spooked at this point, he calls it in on our little radio, they dispatch a full time, not a student officer to come check on us, he says it'll be 20 minutes, can you check the door, so I muster my courage, and check the door, it's padlocked, huge chains, only way in, what the duck, my friend and I go back to the first window, I boost him up to get a good look because while we're creeped out this is one of the coolest things that's ever happened to either of us, so let's keep going right, he tells me there's no one in the room, weird, maybe we just caught a trick of the eye or something, then, as he hangs on the windowsill and I look from below, the ducking lights go out, we hear a sort of scurrying sound, he drops down, we both run 50 feet away and stop, what, the, duck, 20 minutes later, the full time shows up, doesn't have keys, we give him a just the facts version of the story, and call it a night, he says he will get the keys and check it out, I asked him a few days later when, we have another shift, and he says they checked it the next day, not a sign of trouble or anything, no signs of forced entry, no one had checked out the keys to the building, we stopped going to that side of campus after 10pm, we would just call in a lie and stay with a friend at the dorms, Yep, I had already had a creepy ghost story from college so I believed in them. I used to be a GM of an Austin restaurant brewery. One night, I was closing down last person in the restaurant. I walked the dining room to lock the side doors and in my peripheral vision, I saw someone run from the kitchen to the door I had just locked a distance of about 20 feet. Not a single sound, though, other than the kitchen door swinging back and forth. I whipped my head and saw it disappear through the side door which never opened. I backed up to the front of the store, turned out the lights, locked up and noped the duck out of there. I wasn't really in the mood to be haunted again. Unfortunately we didn't have cameras in that area. We did have cameras in the kitchen and you could see the metal door swing back and forth like someone pushed it. I hated being the last person there and would usually have a bartender or server hang out and have a shift drink so we could walk out together. This is usually a good rule of thumb for restaurants, especially women. People know servers have cash on them. Just a PSA. I worked third shift in an assisted living while I was in nursing school, we had one little lady that had dementia that was pretty advanced, she needed help getting ready for bed but she didn't know where the nurse's station was and she didn't understand how to use the call light so every night when she was ready to go to bed she would walk to the next room and tell the gentleman that lived next door to her, and he would put on his call light so we knew she was ready for bed, one day she fell ill, went to the hospital and died, that night, and every night for the next two years until he also died, he, put his call light on to let us know Ruth was ready for a bed. I was on days at the time at my first job as a nurse it was skilled nursing facility that had opened in the 1950s. That nursing home had semi-private rooms, which meant that two elders shared a room that was divided by a curtain. One particular elder was so disagreeable, that none of the other elders could share a room with her. She would say things like you've lived long enough, why don't you just die, to her roommates, reducing them to tears and adversely impacting their quality of life. She was unkind to our staff too that is, until her last week or two of life when we finally got to see a kinder side of her. It was also around the time that she lost the ability to walk on her own. On the last day she had the strength to transfer out of bed but, needed help to get back. She attributed her weakness to partying too hard with a couple of guys all night. It is not uncommon for people to become delirious at baseline. This elder was alert and oriented towards the end of life. So I thought little of the statement. She passed away sometime on the night shift a couple of days later. Less than a week later, we admitted another alert and oriented elder to the room on his first night at our facility. He complained that he had difficulty falling asleep. I asked him if he wanted me to ask his doctor to prescribe a sleep aid. And he said to me well, if you could just get the two men who come at night to party somewhere else, I think I will manage. As the words left his mouth, I could feel the hair on the back of my neck rise up, and a tingling sensation in my spine. 
TLDR elderly lady on hospice says that she was up all night partying with two men shortly before she dies, and the next person who moves into that room reports the same thing. I am a bit late I know, but here is one, I wasn't a night shifter but one day there was this art gallery that my art academy was hosting but they forgot all about so they asked if a couple of us could stay later it was already 9.30pm, my friend and I don't see each other very often so the art school is a way to spend time together we set up the gallery and then we had to move the art from the attic to the art gallery, no student liked that attic cause every time something strange happened there, and it was ice cold every single time even in the summer, which is strange, after gathering the artwork for a while we couldn't find the last one so we searched the attic but we didn't find anything. That's when someone spoke to us. We turned around and saw a man in between his 40 or 50s standing there and asked us if we needed help. The thing that was quite disturbing were the strangling scars around his neck and throat. My friend said that we were searching for an artwork. He pointed with his finger to a place saying it is there. Once we got it we went back to the others. One of the teachers asked what to so long and we told them about it and that someone else helped us. That's when the teacher looked at us in a weird way. My friend asked what was wrong and she said to follow her to the office she grabbed a piece of paper out of an old dusty drawer and gave us an article about someone who committed suicide in the building of the academy about 12 years ago. And on the picture stood the exact same man we saw. From that day we refused to go to that attic. I worked at a radio station right out of college. I did the evening shift, so was usually alone after 5, and I worked until just after midnight. If the news reporter small town, two-person news team one reporter, one on-air reader ever came back from an event, he made enough noise for me to know he was in the building long before I saw him. The broadcasting room was upstairs. Oh, the station was in an old house, next door to the local funeral home which I did not know just yet. I didn't use my real name on-air, and most of my co-workers called me by my nickname. I was doing my bit, reading the news at the top of the hour I did it all during my shift as the news reader only worked in the morning. There was a vent in the room for the AC, but it was above and to the right of where we sat. As I read the news one night, I could feel the cold rush of the AC, but it felt a bit different than usual. It was blowing on the back of my neck. I finished the sports and think I gave a split second weather update so I could turn my mic off and turn around. I didn't see anything. Later that night, I was putting some CDS the station was a bit slow on adapting to technology away in a room at the end of a hallway. As I was walking down the hall, I heard someone whisper my name, not my on-air name but my given name. It was after telling my co-worker friend about it that she mentioned. The house next door was a funeral home. Mind you, years later when I worked in funeral homes nothing. Not a damn sign of spirits anywhere. Not me, but one of my former co-workers. We all worked at my dad's law firm. She was about 1-2 years my senior. Every lawyer gets their own room. And there aren't any cameras. Only cameras on the general floor. Common areas and in admin dispatch rooms. On one public holiday, I'd realized I left a file which I needed for the next morning in the office. So I went to get it. I get there around 8pm and I see her room light on popped my head in and saw her, had a short chat about her wedding and about what she was doing, after our chat, literally right as I turned and took two steps past her room, I hear her screech at the top of her lungs, I run back, and all over her, her floor and her table were file documents and a torn file cover, I asked her what happened and she said right as I left her room, she, looked down to check the time on her phone, and it felt like somebody slammed or flung a file at the back of her head, thing it, about two feet behind her was just a blank wall and there's no way she could have caused that mess by herself in less than two seconds. We packed our shit and ran TF out of the office. I freelance as a security guard. I am a night owl and can often pull an all-nighter on absolutely no notice. Because of this I often pick up random shifts when others couldn't cover. One night I got called into the Apple store at a mega mall. 
because their doors were being replaced and someone had to stay there and physically monitor the location to make sure nobody came in. At around 2 a.m., I heard the sound of a device powering up. One of the display devices had turned itself on and was running as though someone was trying to log in. This happened three or four other times throughout the night. All over the store, random devices, just turning on and off by themselves, with no indication that they were on timers or supposed to do that. Asked the store staff about in the morning, none of them had an explanation. Either they were messing with me, or those things were haunted. Worked at a tiny town movie theater. The door was stuck on one projection booth. And I mean I was grabbing the door hand. Putting all of my fat weight leaning away. And couldn't get the sucker to open. Not even a wiggle. It did eventually pop open. And the only explanation we could think of was a tiny bit of chain managed to wrap around a tiny bit of protruding metal and get hooked. Another time, a manager was alone in the building. Doing last minute stuff. And every light shut off. Every light. No breakers were flipped. But the only way to shut off all the light like that was to physically move some heavy electrical equipment to slip between the equipment and walls enough to flip the knot breaker switches. I used to work as an office cleaner I would call myself a janitor but I cleaned a ton of different offices, so. I usually worked by myself in each of these offices, usually at either sundown or in the middle of the night. But I got used to it pretty quick and never felt unsafe. However, there was this one building, which was the city chamber of commerce, and I constantly felt like I was being watched. It wasn't a super old building as far as I could tell, but there was just something so massively unsettling about it. Either way, I usually just popped my earbuds in and listened to podcasts or music, did my work, and got out of there. Every once in a while, someone would work there late. But I got to the point that I knew most of the late-nighters, and they'd leave within half an hour of my arriving, and say hi and wish me a good evening. One night, I had a late-nighter who said she was the last person there and would be gone within a few minutes. I said okay and got to work. About 10 minutes into being there, I turned the corner into a long hallway, and I swear the hair on the back of my neck stood up immediately. I'm not a very superstitious person, but this was enough to put me on high alert. I kid you not. Moments later, I heard a straight-up evil male laugh coming from the end of the hallway. It was enough to send me in the opposite direction at a good clip and I beelined for the woman's office. As I approached the office, she had already stood up and met me at the door. She asked me if I had been laughing and I said no, but she said she had definitely heard it as well. We shared a few more words, and I was so shaken. I couldn't finish my job that night. My boss got pissed at me when I told him, but I didn't get murdered by a ghost, so I'd say I made the right choice. Not a night shifter but this one time I was working as a janitor at a Christian youth center kindergarten. I was really familiar with my surroundings. Being 16 at the time I had been there many times before. My routine was to clean the first floor, locking the door to the rooms that I was done with, and then take care of the basement floor. I always locked the front doors to not get interrupted. Anyone who needed get in would probably have a key anyways. So I had just finished the first floor, and I was taking a break in the basement, when I hear the infamously noisy front door open, slam, shut and someone's feet walking in. I went over to the stairs and said hello but no one answered. So I walk up to see who it was but nobody had come in. No shoe footprints on the newly mopped floor and the front door was still locked. This was during the weekend, so nobody was working but me. This spooked the crap out of me at the time. When I told my mother she told me a story of a nice old lady who had been a kindergarten teacher there for like 40 years who really loved her job but had died from breast cancer a while back. She was probably just saying hello. Extra my mom is a night shifter at an old folks home many of which suffer from dementia and throughout the years many different patients have described seeing the same little girl running around the corridors. I swear that is a plot to a great book someone should write. Sorry for bad English. Back when my husband and I first got married we were both young. 
Hi school sweethearts, we bought a really crappy old mobile home, it was over 20 years old and in pretty terrible condition but it was a steal of a bargain at only 2000 bucks. It needed a lot of work but it was something that we were just going to live in until we saved up the money for something better. Everything about that thing was screwy as hell, even before we moved into it. I could not stand to be in it alone at night. There was always the feeling that someone was looming right behind you. The electric breaker panel literally had scorch marks around it from where it had caught fire in the past. The water heater was gas and it would make an unholy loud whooshing boom when it lit up to warm the water. All of that was just crappy old house stuff and mostly we fixed and replaced that stuff before or right after we moved in. Then, the weird stuff started. The TV would turn off on off on in the living room in the middle of the night. Just burst of light and sound in a click 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 pattern. It was just enough to wake me up and I could see the light down the hall and the noise would wake me up. When I woke enough to realize it was still happening, it would stop. Then it would happen again as soon as I fell back asleep. It was common enough that I would just wake up and yell for it to knock the duck off and it would. Similarly the power light on the VCR would turn off and on all the time. Even if we were sitting in the living room, it would just light up or turn off while you were watching it even. This happened even if unplugged after a while. After our son was born, his baby monitor would occasionally have strange voices on it. It also turned off and on in that same pattern as the TV would only it did a day or night. I know what you are thinking. Most of the technology stuff sounds like it could be done remotely or by someone messing with us. Possibly. If this hadn't been in the early 90s in the middle of nowhere in the rural woods, our only neighbors were my parents and my cousin, somewhat distantly across the road. I always wondered if we got that damn trailer so cheap because it was haunted as duck. I wonder if the people who had it after we traded it in on a brand new one had an issues with it. This didn't happen at work, but it's my paranormal encounter. It happened years ago. I'm guessing late 90s or early 2000s. My husband and I were driving up to visit my parents, who lived in the mountains. It was Christmas Eve, and I had worked that night. So it was midnight-ish. The road was dark and twisty, as mountain roads tend to be. There was snow on the ground. All of the sudden, I see a woman walking a dog. She has dark hair feathered in true Farrah Fawcett early 80s style. The odd part is, she's wearing dolphin shorts and a striped t-shirt, and she's barefoot. Who walks barefoot through the snow. I turned to my husband, the driver, to point out the crazy lady, turned back and she's gone, so is the dog. I saw her clearly enough that a police sketch artist could draw a good likeness. She seemed solid. The next morning, I told my dad about the encounter. He just stared at me. My mom has to be the one to tell me that he had seen someone matching that description before in the same area. Since then, I firmly believe in ghosts. Not necessarily paranormal. But definitely really odd. A couple decades back I worked the night shift at a 24-hour Kinko's. It was mostly copying big jobs all night, but we'd have the occasional customer. One night a guy shows up around 2 a.m., grabs a table and pulls out a notebook abstracts writing while looking around. I go over to welcome him and ask if he needs any help. He just looks at me suspiciously and covers his notebook. The night security guard swings by a half hour later to chat. I point the guy out and mention he's acting cagey and ask the security guard to check back. The guy leaves an hour later, though. This goes on for a few nights. The fourth night he leaves, and I notice he left his notebook. I grab it and rush outside but he's nowhere in sight, so I go back in. I look at the notebook. On the cover is a triangle with circles at the corners and several nonsense mathematical equations. Written under that is, Kinko's, because there is no gravity. He never showed up again. That cover got framed and hung in the back room. 
I am a nursing assistant at a hospice facility. One night while doing rounds I see the patient in room 9 is doing okay and no one was in the adjacent room. Number 8. So there was nothing to see there. An hour after rounds the nurse comes up to me and asks why the TV was turned on in room 8. I told her I didn't know and it wasn't on when I was by the room. Earlier, the patient in room 9 couldn't get out of bed and no one was in room 7 which was the only other room connected to room 8. I made the joke that it was a ghost and laughed about it until I found out there are ashes being kept in the building of a patient who had no family when they passed so the administrators made the decision to keep the person's ashes at the unit the person's will stated they wanted to be cremated. From time to time I feel like I see here things that aren't there and I always acknowledge the ashes of the deceased patient whenever I have to go into the area the ashes are being kept. If whatever is at the unit doesn't bother me I say nothing bad about it. I work third shift in a nursing home. Hardly ever does weird stuff happen but there was once, we have this one room where we put people in if they're about to pass. It was about 3.45 am and I was doing post-mortem care on someone who had just died and I heard the door to the room open. When I looked, it was closed. I came back to my patient and they were rolled on their side. I could have sworn they were in their back. All of my supplies were also completely disorganized as if a little kid had been playing in them and left them a mess. Things were nowhere near what they were like before I checked the door. I kept working on the person and about 5 minutes later, the door opened again or so I thought. Same thing supplies everywhere body turned on the same side it freaked me out eventually i called someone in the room to help me finish up it honestly scared the shit out of me i worked it at the hotel phillips a historic property at 12th and baltimore in kansas city on a night when there was severe weather we had several complaints about a dog scratching and crying every call to the front desk was the same the people in the room next to us have a crying dog it's scratching on the door to get out the calls came from different floors at different times and every time we investigated we found nothing. The property was pet friendly, but there were no guests with dogs at the time. One guest was so upset they checked out at like 3 am. She did not believe that the rooms on each side of her were empty. I lived in the adjacent building that was part of the hotel but employee housing. As soon as I got into bed I heard it. It was exactly as if there was a dog in the next room crying and scratching to get out. It was super scary but it was so real I mostly was worried about the dog. The next morning one of the Polish girls in housekeeping who lived on the floor with me it left a note on my door. Take care of your animal. Its cries caused me so much grief. If you can't afford to feed it I can help. About 10 years ago I was the overnight manager of a resort of about 120 hotel rooms. The resort itself had been built on land that was a dairy farm before it and still had some of the original buildings like the stables and a barn they used as a chapel for weddings. When I started there all the younger employees used to always go on about the weird stuff that happened there. They would talk about a ghost they thought was a kid because it would always mess with them in a playful way like mess up the table setting for wedding and knock chairs over, etc. So I used to mess with them sometimes by doing that stuff for a laugh. One night I was in my office behind the check-in desk and the piano. Outside the bar across from the desk started playing. This wasn't super uncommon to be honest as drunk people would play it all the time. However as it was around 2 in the morning I had to go tell them to stop as there were rooms nearby. Once you come out from the office to the desk you can see the piano and it stopped the instant I walked out. If anyone had been playing it I would have seen them for sure. But yeah obviously there was no one there. Funny thing was the tune that was playing was quite upbeat so I wasn't that freaked out very much and have always wondered about the spirit that was playing it. This was a number of years ago now. I worked night shift for a large food distribution company. I was driving a forklift from an old uninhabited storage building across a truck yard. Now this site is set in countryside surrounded by farm fields. So not a lot of lights in the area. 
pretty dark and nearly quiet at night. The main work building was maybe about 400 yards away. There had always been some spooky stories about said storage building from co-workers. Nobody liked going there at night. The area was unlit except for the forklift headlights. I felt obviously uneasy whilst driving along heading back to the main building. And for some reason I felt the need glance back behind me. And that's when I saw what I can only describe as a light bulb bursting in midair. Right in the center of the truck yard. It was like a small flash of light followed by some small sparks and a wisp of smoke which quickly disappeared into the pitch black within seconds. Well, I let out an audible double. WTF. I gripped the steering wheel, and that forklift just kept going at the same speed. It felt like slow motion, and I felt my blood drain in fear. I was just about to jump out and bolt, but I kept my cool and tried to dismiss what I just saw. My co-workers took one look at me upon my return and said, What's wrong? You look like you've seen a ghost. One of the older co-workers who frequented the same route just gave me a nod and a knowing look and said I think he has. It still gives me shivers just thinking about it. Whatever it was. Kwajalein Island 1993. I was an MP deployed there to guard Chinese refugees. They were housed in tents in an old ammo storage area. There were empty concrete ammo bunkers that were air-conditioned where we would sit while on the night shift I fell asleep sitting in a chair one night and dreamed that behind me in the dark there were hundreds of voices whispering to me. I felt fingers brushing my shoulders pulling at my shirt trying to drag me into the dark. I woke up and of course there was nothing there. The next day I was working patrol with the civilian contractors who were security for the base. I told the guy I was partnered with about my nightmare. When I described the location of the ammo bunker he told me that was where they had dug the mass graves for the island's Japanese defenders during World War II. Never set foot in that bunker again for the entire deployment. Used to work the evening shift at the tutoring center. And my shift let out at 10 p.m. Our school is a Catholic school that was started by nuns. And the rumor is that way back when, a nun fell in love and her lover proposed to her. But the church found out and basically isolated her from her fiancé. The fiancé later died some say he committed suicide. Some say it was an accident. No one is sure. And when the nun found out, she took the ring and cursed it. Anyone who finds the ring and picks it up is destined to be cursed and will die in a terrible accident within three weeks. Rumor has it that the ring sometimes appears around the Mother Mary statue in front of the oldest building on campus. And there are three deaths connected to it. But no one finds the ring and it just reappears. It's such a well-known story that even my dad, a firm non-believer in curses and ghosts, warned me to never pick up a ring I find on campus. Well, I left work and it was blizzarding cold. Negative degree. Snow sticks to your eyelashes kinda weather. And I swear, clear as day. I saw a nun standing stock still in front of the Mother Mary statue. Not even the wind was blowing her clothes. She was just there. I said something like, hey, ma'am, it's freezing out. The library is open. You should go in and warm up. She didn't say a word or even acknowledge me. I blinked. And she was gone. Initially, I thought it was a trick of the wind or snow. But as I walked by, perfectly placed on top of the snow, was a small, gold ring. You bet your ass I left that there and kept walking. It was very strange, because for the rest of the night, I kept wanting to go back and get the ring, but I had no clue why. I did walk by that point the next morning, and the ring was gone. As far as I know, now deaths happen to a student or faculty within the next month, so maybe the curse didn't claim its next victim. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video. Also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.